It's yet another episode of your favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and rejoining me, you saw him in an earlier episode, but he's a good buddy of mine, Mr. Mark Povinelli, here to talk about Dwarfism Awareness Month, which is actually this October. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well. How are you, Nick? Doing great. Glad to have you on the show again. I love being on your show. Thanks. Awesome. Now, speaking of Dwarfism Awareness Month, for our viewers who maybe aren't really familiar with the subject, you know, maybe you don't see the Facebook posts and all that. How would you describe it? What would you say this month? What would you say so, about this month? Yeah, uh, October's Dwarfism Awareness Month. It was, it's, it's October because uh, the founder of our organization 63 years ago, Billy Barty, he was an actor. Uh, his birthday is October 25th. So October seemed to be a uh, very relevant month to declare October uh, Dwarfism Awareness Month. And, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it means different things to different people, but basically it's an opportunity for the organization and for individuals to um, have a designated space to educate and uh, advocate for uh, the rights of little people and to help the larger community understand any, um, myths or uh, uh, confusion about, you know, our condition or our um, abilities and, and who we are as people. Mm -hmm. What do you think are some good ways that we can spread awareness, that we can get people to give some people some knowledge without being like too pushy or anything like that? You know what I mean? Like right. I mean, it's, uh, I think, I think the internet's a great, resource, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, what's really nice, uh, I think, about uh, Dwarfism Awareness Month, it's an opportunity for us to control the narrative as opposed to the narrative being forced upon us. And so um, hopefully it empowers people to, uh, you know, make statements about who they are and um, sort of, uh, you know, explain some of the positives and some of the maybe the difficulties about um, living with this condition that people make assumptions about that may or may not be accurate. Um, but I think that definitely uh, social media is probably the the most likely way. I mean, other people, uh, I, I think it's very important also is, you know, in the workplace or in the educational setting, like schools to go and because there's a designated month again, it's a great opportunity to you know go to your principal and say, hey, I'd like to do a, a, a lecture. I'd like to talk to the classes uh, about um, disability or about dwarfism. I mean, what's also great about it is uh, I, I find uh, uh, having dwarfism to be an access into the disability community, which I'm really part, proud to be a part of. And so if it opens up a larger discussion about the 61 million Americans that have a disability, then all the better, I think. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Now, what is some things that the LPA does? Because you're the current standing president of Little People of America. What are some things that the LPA does to um, help with this month, to spread the awareness, to just some activities that you find very interesting? Right. I mean, our main focus is every day on our website uh, or on our Facebook page, I should say, um, uh, for Little People of America, we post a, uh, a statement or we post information 
or an educational piece about somebody with uh, dwarfism historically or like a little known fact. Um, uh, and, and then we also encourage our members to partake in uh, a social media presence. Uh, we have something called the Barty Challenge this year. It's hashtag Barty Challenge 2020, which is an opportunity for uh, little people to, uh, it's kind of our I am campaign. If you're familiar with uh, other uh, groups in the disability community that um, have uh, campaigns that sort of start out with I am. This is our chance to say, I am, you know, whatever is descriptive of, your, of yourself beyond the fact that you just have dwarfism. Um, it's an important aspect, I think, of anyone's life who has dwarfism, but it's certainly not the only aspect. And uh, it's a way for us to, you know, let people know I am a teacher, I am a doctor, I am a lawyer, I am a father, I am a a daughter, I am, you know, a best friend, I, I drive, I do this, that, I go to school. Um, uh, so it's a way to empower. And then again, going to, um, we have a handful of people that I think use this month to go to um, schools and educate. And then uh, also importantly is uh, something you did, which other people do, which is uh, get proclamations, um, or uh, declarations from our state and local governments to declare October as Dwarfism Awareness Month. And you got a pop, uh, proclamation in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. last year, if I'm correct, right? Yep, HR 497. That's awesome. Got the official document sitting on my dresser right there. So. Very nice. And that's mm -hmm. just a way for, you know, to, to gain allies and gain support, I think, um, especially institutional wise, because uh, there are laws out there and there are um, movements out there that affect people with dwarfism. And I think it's important that uh, we are acknowledged by government agencies that, that we have rights uh, that are equal to everyone else. Yes, most definitely. Speaking of that, going off of what you said, what is one thing that you wish, you answered this earlier, I believe, but what is one thing you wish people truly understood about people with dwarfism. Right. I mean, it, it's funny. I, I mean, I think what I'd like them, I, I guess there's two things that come to mind. The most obvious one is that um, we're really not that interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, we basically have all the same hopes, dreams, fears, uh, foibles, you know, positives and negatives as anybody else. And when it gets right down to it, I mean, that's why these reality shows uh, that dedicate themselves to little people oftentimes have to really enhance the drama because uh, frankly, I don't find our lives that much more interesting than anyone else's. Um, but the other thing I will say, I think that people uh, don't realize is that, uh, you know, the conditions of dwarfism, there are over 400 types. So this uh, affects everyone differently depending on what type you have, but there is more than just height. Uh, height is, uh, a factor in having short stature is a factor in, in dwarfism, but there are oftentimes medical complications. There are pain, there's pain, there's, uh, 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 you know, um, sleep apnea issues, there's stenosis issues, there's joint alignment issues, um, uh, ear infections. So there are other aspects to having the condition that I think people aren't aware of and that may inform 
why, um, how little people navigate in the world. And I think it's important to have that kind of understanding and empathy of uh, that the condition is more than just that I can't reach something on a countertop. And in fact, that's probably one of the least, um, uh, you know, dynamic parts of having a uh, having dwarfism. Uh, the height part is is the thing that I think um, you know would most LPs would doesn't frustrate them as much as chronic pain or certainly the way society perceives us um, or having surgeries as kids or um, so yeah uh, height isn't the one and only factor of dwarfism and oftentimes not the most important factor. Mm -hmm. Earlier you mentioned like um, decoding myths. What are some common myths that are associated with dwarfism? Boy, um, I mean, I think there's, uh, <laughs> again, it's that myth that somehow we uh, experience life differently than others. That um, there's, I, I think people attribute if they've seen or met uh, one little person, then all little people must be exactly like that person. Um, oftentimes, I think little people uh, navigate the world um, trying to put on a positive demeanor because acceptance is maybe not as easy and, um, and, and it's important to be liked uh, when, when you're working on acceptance or we find that to be important. And so then there's this myth that little people are happy, jolly, and this is perceived in the, in the media also, you know, certainly with like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, most notably that, that somehow little people are jolly fellows um, which, you know, some days we are and some days we aren't. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or uh, the contrary of that is that if you have an experience with one little person and they don't, you know, it's kind of like a celebrity. If you meet a celebrity and they don't give you the kind of, um, reception that you want, uh, you think they're, you make all kinds of assumptions about what kind of person they are when they might just be having a bad day or they might just be introverted. And so a little person that doesn't answer all your questions in the middle of a grocery store during a pandemic doesn't mean that they're a bad person or that they're angry. It just means that they don't feel like talking to a stranger right now at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Beautiful answer. I, lo I love that part about how not all little people are just these frustrated, like, we're not talking with you. You know, it's just like everyone else. We can have a bad day. You know, we're entitled to a bad day. We're entitled to just one day of just, you know, this, hey, just don't bug me today, please. Today's not the day. I'll answer your questions some other time. Here's my card. Till then, I'm just, I just need today, you know? And I think the irony with something like Dwarfism Awareness Month is that we, you know, kind of uh, give ourselves this charge to educate um, the general public, uh, but we are asked to do that all the time. And um, it gets exhausting to have to answer everybody's inquisitive questions about, you know, who you are and how you are. And um, I just, I get tired of educating people, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, and some of the questions we get asked are quite shocking, frankly. Oh yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we're in this dichotomy of, of wanting to educate, knowing we need to educate because there are myths about us and, and, um, we want to be as, uh, in, included and empowered, uh, in society as possible, 
but also, you know, it gets, that's not, that's not why I'm put on this earth is to make you feel comfortable with who I am. Yes. Yes. Beautifully stated. Now, what are some of the most interesting questions, if you don't mind me asking, keeping it clean and all that, <laughs> right? That you've been asked is, you know, whether it's just the little kid who comes up who doesn't understand dwarfism yet because maybe you're the first little person he's seen, or it's the adult who's just either curious or maybe is trying to make a fool out of you or see if they can, you know, be that person for the day. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. And I think there's a distinction, like for me, generally kids um, can be the most in your face. Um, but in a way that's the least uh, offensive because Perfect. curiosity is a natural um, part of humanity and kids don't have the quite the social filter. And oftentimes with a kid, if you answer their question, they're like, good, I'm good. My wife is a, a first grade teacher and has been for 20 years. And she gives a little speech at the beginning of the school year with her students about, um, you know, her size. And, and obviously for most of them, if not all of them, it's the first little person they've ever had an interaction with. And, and then she opens it up for questions. And for every one question of, you know, can you drive or why, why are you so short? Um, there's 15 questions of, I have a cat and I'm hungry and I like to play with my Legos. Like they just don't care. As soon as it's out there, they're like, they take it as reality and, and it doesn't affect them. It's just, um, so it's so interesting when adults just can't seem to wrap their head around the fact that this is the way you were born and I was born and we had no control over it. And um, we, don't, uh, we don't spend our lives worrying about it and trying to fix it. Uh, so the questions of like, why are you so short by an adult just seems like, I mean, how can you not figure that out? It's, it's basic physiology that these things happen in genes. Like it's just a basic understanding of science. And, uh, you know, how tall are you? Why does it matter? Like, what is that about your day that's going to, that, that is, uh, that important to you that you need to know how tall I am. Um, so I think it's those, uh, how old are you is another one. Mm -hmm. I mean, these questions that if you asked, you know, other strangers, they would, you, you would never ask somebody, uh, how old they are, or I would hope you would never, or how much you weigh, or how tall are you, or why, you know, do you look the way you look? Um, those are the ones that are the most uh, obnoxious. Um, uh, the a few months ago, I had a, <laughs> I had a guy. I went into a store uh, pre-pandemic, so it was a while ago. I uh, oh, went into the store to to buy a pair of boxing gloves for my son, and I couldn't leave this or I had to leave the store I couldn't buy him because the the guy who's helping me was just so fascinated he wanted to know about the village he heard that all little people live in uh and wanted to know where it was and I just thought this is this is you can't write this stuff up it's pretty yeah. good yeah yeah that's right that's what I say about my comedy all the time you can't make like I wish I was sitting down with a notebook and just going look I ran into a store today and met this stranger some sort no this is the actual incurrent this is the actual encounter like this is i walked into like you said you walked into the store there's a guy who actually believes that we live in like a village with like the huts and everything or 
yeah, tiny houses and tiny cars and yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They, they, it's actually ingrained in his mind that this is reality, because I think a lot of times with dwarfism, as I stated yesterday, it's a lot of that sounds totally ridiculous, but at the same time, they don't have enough evidence or enough like knowledge to like totally discard it. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't yeah. doubt it if it was true. But at the same time to them, it sounds ridiculous. So it's always playing in their head. Like it's always, it's like a record. It's always going round and round. Like, no, this isn't, this probably isn't true. But at the same time, how do I know? How do I know it's not true? I haven't seen it yet or something, you know? And I mean, my biggest surprise about him was, of all people, why would I tell you? If we all lived in a secret village together and had these really cool little houses and cars, why would I want you to come there? No way. <laughs> you tell me where we all live because we really do live in a tiny little village. But I'm not telling you. Yeah. It's between us. This isn't being recorded, right? <laughs> That's rule number one, my friend. <laughs> so now let's talk about one thing that people do have a misunderstanding about a lot that is offensive to us, which we call the M word, midget. Um, what's your what's your stance and belief on this word? You know, like, like how do you how do you use this word? Like, it's a, obviously a negative context to us, and because it's used in a negative way. But how do you view it? Like, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think that's exactly it. I think that I don't know that I've ever been called out on the street, hey, look at the midget, and it was meant as a compliment. Uh, mm -hmm. It's pretty clear that uh, it's, it's, you know, the, even the phrases like, uh, you know, mental midget, or, um, you know, he's, uh, that, that's often used as a, a way to diminish somebody and to um, negate somebody. And so clearly it's a derogatory term. So when it's used uh, to, classify me, I'm um, offended by it. Uh, it was created uh, around, um, I mean, it's it's derived out of uh, the word midge, which is a, a tiny gnat uh, insect, and uh, P.T. Barnum coined it to differentiate between the little people that were uh, kind of in front of uh, the freak show and the people that were within the freak show, the little people that were within the freak show. Um, and so it, it never even originated out of any sort of positive connotation. And uh, it's just been the word that's been coined that is used as a disqualifier for us. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem that complicated to me if, if we find it offensive that people shouldn't use it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now let's talk about the founder of the LPA for a minute, Billy Barty. What, um, you know, he's obviously the reason behind this whole month. He's, you know, October 25th is his birthday. He's, uh, you know, he founded the entire Low People of America. What can you tell us about him that some people may not know? Some people may, you know, just a little like history or like from the current president's standing point, why, you think it's a great it's a great honor of what he did. Well, I think one of the great things about what Billy did was, you know, he 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 managed to be able to um, parlay his uh, um, public persona and 
yet then very organizationally set up a structure to sustain uh, something by gathering himself with a lot of really good people. I mean, he, he, he by no means uh, was the only person, you know, without him, nothing would have happened because there were uh, plenty of people that did all the, you know, behind the scenes work as he was out in front. But I think what he, he managed to be able to do that at the time was really important and because he did it is less so important now is that he made people comfortable with the advocacy that it didn't come across as and again like because he made people comfortable with it and allowed it into their uh, comfortable space we can now be a bit more proactive and aggressive about our rights and our dignity. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was a very fine line to be able to do that and, and to have success with it and make people feel comfortable and at the same time make them want to um, further our cause. So uh, I think he was really adept at doing that. And, and I think uh, it could have fallen apart if, it, if he didn't walk that line really well. And for the era, that was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what about the color green? Well, you know, green's associated with dwarfism, just like pink's associated with breast cancer awareness month. Um, what's the, uh, what is green, what is green and dwarfism for everyone out there? What do those two go hand in hand? Oh my gosh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not sure if I know the answer to that question. That's a, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason that green was picked and mm-hmm. I, maybe at some point I knew it, but I'm, I don't know the answer to that. Do you? No, that- no, no, no. That's why I was wondering if you knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I have an answer to that. Um, it just, but it seems to fit perfectly, you know? Like just the LP, like the, you know, all the stuff that we have out, like wearing your green shirt on um, October 25th or, you know, the green wristbands or the green, uh, the green ribbon. That's just, it just fits perfectly, you know? Like it's, it kind of gives like that. It gives us that feeling, like it gives an awareness feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. So like I said, pink and uh, breast cancer. Yeah, it definitely solidifies the movement, so that it's got yeah. a a visual uh, aspect to it as well as a you know auditory aspect or a, or a, um, written word. Uh, so, but I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Yes, I'm going to ask you two more questions. The first one is you mentioned the Billy Barty challenge. What is this year's challenge? Okay. So this year's challenge is to create a video um, that uh, basically talks about who you are. I am video starts out with I am. And then the, the idea is like 30 seconds long and it's a way for you as a little person or an advocate for a little person, whether it be a parent or sibling, um, to uh, announce how you um, how you are beyond your dwarfism, and also how your dwarfism has affected you. Um, typically, positively, but it doesn't have to be, I guess. Um, so it's you know, if it was me, it's I am Mark Provenelli. I am the president of Little People of America. I am an advocate for the rights of little people and for others in marginalized communities. I am an actor 
I am a father. I am a husband. I am a fantasy football aficionado. You know, whatever it is that you are, um, you are a, a I have a radio show. Or I am a radio show host. Um, so that you are not just defined by I am a little person, uh, that you are that and more. Mm-hmm. And it, it, uh, I, it's also great to throw in what type of dwarfism you have, because that is educational. And it also, there's a level of pride of, I think, that we try to foster that I have, I am spondyloepiphyseal dysplasia. Uh, that's my type of dwarfism. And I am not ashamed of it. And I'm proud of it. And I don't, I, I have no problem attributing that label to myself. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for what I always call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. What is your advice for everyone out there this October for t- pertaining to dwarfism awareness? My advice is to see, you know, I, I think because of the time we're in where there are a lot of people from a lot of marginalized communities um, looking for allies and looking to be heard. Um, it may not be our time, little people, you know, um, and that's fine. So I think this month can be about uh, aligning ourselves, understanding that we can be allies to other marginalized communities and prop up the voices that haven't been heard, especially with our own community, within our own community. I mean, we are not a community that is um, immune to having uh, white privilege and, um, and, and having marginalized uh, either actively or passively, uh, people with different, um, uh, of different ethnicities, of different races, um, even within our own community of different dwarfisms. So it's about figuring out, you know, where the privilege lies even within our own community and finding how, how to be an ally and be supportive of marginalized voices. Just like we hope that in the greater community that we are, um, having people realize that we're allies and that, and that they should be allies of ours. Yes. Beautifully stated. One more question. Where can people find more information about Dwarfism Awareness Month or the LPA? So uh, our website is lpaonline.org. And you can also find us on Facebook. That's where you primarily, the, the website is great about, um, about finding out uh, tons of information about our organization and about dwarfism in general. Uh, and then um, we have a Facebook page, Little People of America, just you know, type that into the search and you, will, um, you can like that page. We have about 16, 18,000 18, followers maybe by now. Uh, and, and that will give you a lot of the information about the um, Barty Challenge 2020, hashtag Barty Challenge 2020, or even hashtag dwarfism awareness. And, you know, so if you go on those two hashtags, whether it be on Twitter or on um, Facebook or Instagram, you can find out uh, what people are posting. And um, uh, and then we have a Twitter handle uh, that is, um, uh, I think it's just at Little People of America. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Thank you so very much for coming back on the show to help me explain dwarfism awareness. It's truly educational, especially from 
someone in a high power standing such as yourself. So I'm truly honored to have you back on the show, my friend. Well, I love what you're doing, uh, creating awareness and education and doing it in a positive and, and humorous way often. So yeah, sure. that, Nick, appreciate it. All right. For all my buddies out there, this is my good buddy, Mark Povinelli, president of the LPA. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And Mark, as I end every single show, every single buddy cast, I got one piece of advice for you today. Go be someone's buddy today. Love it. All right. Thanks, Nick. Yep. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast.